MJ. Hey, Trey. It's episode 35 and a half. We're sitting on the back porch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are one week past the third round of FTR, which was a dust bowl. And we're sitting in a windswept two inches of rain week here in Florida. It sounds like it's even starting to sprinkle yep. now. <laughs> so, boy, it's too bad that race couldn't have happened a week later. Yeah. But uh, we're going to dive into the FTR race. We're going to talk about uh, some GNCC stuff. We're going to give our props. We're actually going to dive into some protest stuff just Mm -hmm. because neither one of us have a dog in the show. But it's interesting, the dynamic that um, FTR has with it being so big and, and maybe people not wanting to give up that competitive part of their life and, Mm -hmm. and, but you know what? It's it's a rule, and so yeah. we're gonna dive into it. And uh, my my wife had a pretty staunch like, if it's a rule, it's a rule, and I don't disagree with her. Absolutely. And uh, the guy that won the race even said, "Hey, according to my numbers, mm-hmm. I broke the rule." But I want to dive into that and talk about how that measurement probably equals what actually what a two by four is for these those of you who don't do with any wood. A two by four is not actually a two by four. So. Right. Is a two-inch number actually a two-inch number? You know, let's let's dive into that. But welcome. Welcome to the back porch. Um, we're going to hope that the camera stays up because the breeze has decided to pick up, but it's very peaceful. It's, it's very. It feels very good outside. Beautiful Saturday, I guess, uh, mid-morning. Definitely better than the last one with all the mosquitoes. Ooh, and... Yeah, yeah. So um, how's everything going in the world of MJ? Everything's going good. You know, just just working. Working, 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 working some more. Um, I got a maybe a bad financial purchase. I don't know, but I got myself a little T-Rex 90 since the last time we talked, a little pit bike to ride around the races. And, of course, for all the quad listeners on this podcast, you will know T-Rex 90 is very fun, a very fun pit bike to ride just at the house and stuff. And to kind of equate it to the dirt bike guys that listen to this podcast, it's like owning a KLX 110 or a CRF 110 um, dirt bike. So they're just real fun pit bikes to ride around on, mess around on, and, you know, have fun with some buddies. But nothing too spectacular is going on right now. You know, no, I haven't raced any uh, since, shoot, I don't know, it's been a while. Yeah. Probably since the Mideast, I think. Yeah. Um, but other than that, just a lot of. Just a lot of work and figuring out stuff for next year. How is that process coming along? Are you, is it is it like going smoothly or is it going to be, oh, it's February, I have to hurry now? No, it's definitely not going to be that. Um, it is starting to get to that point, but I'm trying to, to put that to a stop before that happens. I, got, I finally got my resume back, so I do have a, a true professional-made resume. And... Um, because I used to make all my own resumes in-house. Sorry, we got a hawk flying through the property. <laughs> Sorry. Nature. Yeah. Um, but I used to make all my resumes myself, like on like a Google Doc or something. But then a couple years ago, um, I switched over to Andrea Rogers at 983 Con- Creation. She uh, makes my resumes for me. And uh, they always turn out really good, and companies really like them. So um, they're cheap and expensive, and you know, just they yeah. get the job done. Before I have a panic moment, I just want to say, okay, I just, I, 
thought maybe I'd forgotten to press. I couldn't remember if you hit yeah. it or not. But uh, well, that's awesome. I actually I've going the route that Michelle and I are kind of going with our our racing life. Um, I've had the opportunity to see a couple resumes, and uh, it's funny. Um, I appreciate the ingenuity. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading some more, mm-hmm. um, and kind of. I don't want to be in that business per se, but I enjoy helping people in the yeah. business. That yeah. that that's the fun part for me. So that's good. I'm glad to I'm glad to hear things are going well. I'm glad to. I, the last thing that any of us want is that mad thrash to get ready for the first race yeah, when absolutely. when you really don't have to. Um, dealing with a company right now, they just they don't even open their sponsorship thing until December. Oh wow! And I'm like, wow, for especially Supercross side, off road you get a little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, FTR always puts you in the middle. I, I I've never figured out how that worked. If a if you were actually a kid that was on a Yamaha and you were switching to a Kawasaki you literally have to switch bikes in the middle of the season like it's kind of a weird FTR is always in the middle but most other series but for a supercross like December if you want to change fuel all of a sudden you've got less than a month to figure that out um I'm sure you've been trying it and different things but but no it's interesting to see when those those portals open and how that season works, but uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm learning that part. Is like, yeah, you know, when you start racing at 31, you don't really care. You just pay for stuff yourself. Absolutely. But now that I'm diving in and I'm helping 20 year olds who are in it, mm-hmm. it's a little, a little different. A little but, different. Uh, but it's fun. But glad things are going well for you. Is there a race coming up? I guess there won't be a race coming up because the next big event for you is. Uh, the GNCC banquet. Yeah, going up to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Morgantown, hang, hanging out, maybe tour the campus a little bit. One of the sketchiest airports I've seen in the world. Like, if you've never been to Morganton, Morganton, Morgantown. I can't remember what it's called, but literally, like the airport, it's up here, and then like there's just this drop off. I'm sure that the airport's way, but when you see yeah. it from like the road, it looks like it just drops off. Yeah, and then you can tour West Virginia University. Have you guys done that? Um, we've driven around it. We haven't really gone on campus, walked around it. Um, but last time we went to the banquet, which was 2021, which is the same thing we're going to do this year, is we're going to fly into Pittsburgh yeah. and uh, take a rental car back to um, Morgantown and uh, just kind of explore the area. Uh, last time we went, the f- so the f- the quad banquet of it is on Friday. And so we stay the night Friday because it doesn't get over till like midnight. Yeah. So um, we spend the night, and then our flight this year leaves out probably mid-afternoon, I think, um, from Pittsburgh on Saturday. So what we're going to do is we're just going to wake up whenever and just make it back to Pittsburgh and and uh, kind of just explore the city. Last time we were there, we, we had um, – this really hole in the wall sandwich shop, but man, it was so good. I, I can't remember the name of it. I hate it, but uh, it was delicious. And I don't know, maybe um, maybe this year the same thing will happen. Last time we were there um, in Pittsburgh, there was a convention going on, 
and you'll never believe what it was. It was a furry convention that no. was going on. Yes, yes, oh. a furry convention was so going on. So all these on adults over there. running around in costumes. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> with tails sticking out. You know where the tail goes, right? Yeah. So there's there's probably I saw probably 20, 30 of them walking around, and you know, full blown yeah, yeah. dog costumes and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> on a non-funny note. <laughs> You should, if you get the chance, stop by High Point and just, like, bask in that national track. Because it's, like... It's so cool. So, when we race um, Mason-Dixon, it's across the street from High Point. Oh, really? So, where we start, you can see High Point from the start line. Okay. Or you can see the track from the starting line. And, man, those... It's like you see all these jumps and stuff on TV. And, I mean, you've gone to MX races, so you'll understand, and I'm sure a lot of you guys will understand when I say this. But when you see those jumps in person, yeah. you just, whoa. Like, yeah. they're just massive. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't – if you ever get the opportunity, go to a pro supercross race, go to a pro motocross race. You watch it on TV, and you're like, oh, that's cool. No, man, <laughs> until you can see it, you're like – Oh wow! That's, yeah, that, it, it's, like they are really high in the air. Yeah, like, they're really high in the air, and until you've seen a real rut, and then they're going up the face of that to hit that jump. And yes, because I know we did track walk uh, a few years ago at Tampa Supercross, mm-hmm. and I almost fell coming down the triple, like walking, mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa! My dad, who has been involved in car racing for years, was like. I didn't realize it was this big. And he was yeah. like, I, I didn't realize it was so big. And when we went to WW, watched the MXGP, he's like, they're falling out of the sky. And you're yeah. like, yeah, it's it. I have pictures of them literally coming, and you can hear them land, like just the thud on the yeah. ground. But, uh, no, it's cool that you get to see that. But, no, have fun. Um, just to FYI, it's really tough to – cover racing when there's no racing right now and we're still working on guests and as we get better and probably flowing into next season it's going to be our like our flow but uh we're going to do a podcast after his trip to west virginia which coordinates with the next round round four of the ftr Mm -hmm. which is at the watermelon field which is they won track of the year last year, and it is a yeah, cool it is a great track. Tra- it is a cool track. It's got open field sections. Your fourth, fifth, fourth, and fifth gear pinned. It's got water crossings. It's got woods. It's got palmettos. It's got everything. We have two back to back badass tracks. Absolutely. We have Punta Gorda, and then straight from that in January to Brooksville, which is a two like, yeah. favorite track of the year. Two of the best facility tracks we're not facilities field tracks there are in florida are back to back this year and it's kind of like man if you if if you're around if you're in the south florida area go check out the watermelon patch it's right off 31 literally in punta gorda on the way to punta gorda and if you're in brooksville go up to mondon hill it's right off 52 Mm -hmm. i mean it's literally there's a road called mondon hill road get on that look for orange arrows these two tracks are the coolest tracks of the year for ftr so um if there are kind of blue ribbon races for the year those are the blue ribbon races um but no let's dive into because we have a blue ribbon property that clear springs that we have three races a year on this property Mm -hmm. and we had the third one on the 
Hold on. The east, the south, no, northeast side of the property. Mm-hmm. Um, the sandier side. Yeah. Awesome. Sandier side, fantastic. Not awesome. We've had like a month of dry weather. So I was there both days. Mm-hmm. Um, you were there Saturday. Let's dive in. Quads first. You guys get the start. Um, obviously, there's bikes, there's kids, there's peewees. Their peewee track looked pretty cool. Um, no trees yeah. on it at all. No, no trees. Uh, no trees on this one. Um, but uh, pretty decent link peewee track. But the quad track, let's start three, 345 on Saturday afternoon. Sun sets at 530-ish. Yeah. I. By the way, Bryce Pennington, you're getting a shout-out. Your whoever took the photo of you coming to the finish line with the sunset, the video, that was gorgeous. Yeah, that was gorgeous. But uh, all right, you're the quad guy. You didn't race. You were there. You saw. Tell me, (laughs) tell me about Saturday. So, dude, Saturday was nasty, man. Saturday was really nasty. I mean, I was, I was taking. I have asthma, and I was taking hits of my inhaler, and I wasn't even out there racing. I mean, it was it was nasty. So. Um, for example, double A line takes off. Hunter Hart gets the whole shot. He's gone. So Brandon posts a, a clip of his GoPro on his Instagram. I think I showed it to you, but probably, I don't know, 10 seconds into the race, there's just a quad that's flipped over and landed on top of his quad and he can't even see it. I mean, he's still going and then all of a sudden you just see this quad appear out of nowhere because the dust is so bad. So, um, if that kind of puts it into perspective, I, obviously, I wasn't racing, but I've raced in races like that, and typically in races like that, you can barely see your like over your front tires. So it's kind of just who's got the biggest balls to be able yeah. to push the gas, yeah. and you know it's kind of you just need to hope that there's no no dips or anything like that, especially on this track, no no kickers or any old mining equipment. Still, yeah, Uncle Bill. Um, I don't know what would you call Uncle Bill at the FTR races. I mean, the, obviously he's the starter. He's the, but he's the he is the head starter and finisher. Like he is the he is the starting and finishing, I guess, czar. Basically, it's his it's his house. Well, Uncle Bill, he um, he posted a picture in the Facebook group. I don't know Wednesday or Thursday, and it was a metal cable. He said. It, I mean, I, I don't know what four inches is, but he said it was four inches in diameter just laying on the side of the track. And he's like, all right, guys, <laughs> better not go off the side of the track yeah. or else you will get swept up. But, yeah, it was a good race. Um, Hunter Hart took the win. He was uh, he was He was scooting. flying. He was scooting. Especially with how dusty it was, yeah, he was he flying. Was um, Dylan Walraven got second, and Brandon Frazier got third. Um, Who was the kid that wasn't a double A that was scooting along pretty good? So there was a C class guy who was in like third overall at one point. But when you look at his lap times, it said he had a three minute lap on one of his laps. So I think what happened is he pulled off and he drove past, not through it, but past the chicane. And it just happened to because our scoring transponders are so sensitive at FTR. Like whenever I work. I, I usually typically work the Dade City race. Um, I'll usually work the Pee Wee track. And um, I'll be standing there waiting to sweep or something. And 
the scoring guy came over to me one time. He's like, I've never seen the number get that high. I was like, what number are you talking about? He's like, the scoring number. It says you've done 1,500 laps because <laughs> it just kept, <laughs> it just kept <laughs> scanning, scanning, scanning. So I think by the end of it, I got to like 2,300 laps or something because nice. I was just standing. He's like, no, you're fine. I'll just take your name off the list and it won't count towards anything. But it just kept on going, 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 going. But uh, I think that's what happened there. Ob- obviously, I hope a C class rider was not third overall yeah. because that. Yeah. But there um, was a, there was a there was a younger kid that was scooting pretty good. Um, we, you and I were talking about like there was some kid that was riding pretty good. Obviously, well behind Hunter, but like he, the guy maybe was maybe it was the guy that was finished finished second. I don't know. There was, I, I thought there was a non double A guy that was having a really good race. Well, there was a there was a. Um, quad junior kid i don't know what he finished overall but he was doing really good his name's clayton corin okay. currenty i believe he was doing really good like i said I, I can't remember what he finished overall unfortunately but he was having a very good race if that rings a bell no it's, it, it was it was dusty um there were guys coming off the line literally and they couldn't see and they just they'd come down the hill and just stop just mm-hmm. stop because they couldn't see Michelle and I, I have a picture I posted on my personal Facebook page of Photo Man. If you're in FTR, you know who Photo Man is. He does an amazing job mm-hmm. just going around and shooting photos all weekend. And he was at the basically at the base of the the start on the like there was a kind of an open section mounded up with dirt and he was on the other side and he would run in, shoot photos, and then yeah. when everybody come, he'd back up. And at one point, I shot a photo, and he is over there somewhere. He's wearing an optic yellow helmet, and you cannot see him at all. It's and on that same vein, we're watching one of the lines, and Michelle and I are watching, and I'm like, Michelle, I swear someone disappeared. Like, I swear someone yeah. like missed the turn, and, and and she's like, I can't see anything. We, we can't see anything. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the dust starts clearing. There's a dude, like high-sided, over the berm, over the, the turn, and he's fighting like crazy to get, and about what, 10 seconds before the next line goes, he takes off and goes, and I'm like, he, he was gone. Like, he was completely disappeared and gone. Yeah. But uh, the dust was big. Um, there were guys that, like you said with Brandon, you couldn't see bikes. Um, I would like to give you props. Some good props, because I talked to you about when it's dusty, I didn't race, I rode, until I could see. Mm-hmm. And you were like, hey, I try to get as close as I can, and when I watch this bike, if it kicks, I know there's something coming up. And you and I yeah. were talking, you were actually talking about that. And I want to give you props, because a rider who is very good on the motorcycle side, Sean Clark, posted a video, and people were asking him, how do you go fast? And it was literally... Word for word, what you had told me on Saturday, he posted on Monday or Tuesday after the race, was, hey, I really, I get as close as I can to the guy behind me. I pay attention to his bike. I know if it kicks, there's something coming up. If he can twist the throttle. And I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. So I want to give you props on your advice. but, But I will tell you as an older gentleman or just as a guy who's not as skilled, that sounds cool. It's really tough to do. Oh, absolutely. It is really tough to do. And I, and I I look at guys like 
uh, Tristan and Brandon and some of these other guys that were running up front, and as fast as they were going, they'd still come to the finish line. How many times did you fix? Because there was, you came up out of a hill, mm-hmm. you're on full throttle, and then all of a sudden it banks to the left. And there was snow fencing up. There were yellow flags hanging. Like, you can see. Yeah. But the dust was so bad that guys were blowing through the kink. And they're good. They're really good. Yeah. And they were flying and missing it because the dust was so bad. So for an average rider, we think about, oh, that's going to hurt if we fall. Mm -hmm. These fast guys are like, I'll just pick it up and keep going. Yeah. But that dust on Saturday... This race is, what'd you say, two miles off of 60? Mile and a half? Probably. As the crow flies? Yeah. My wife and I left the race early, went to Bartow and had dinner, came home, and I posted a picture of what Highway 60 looked like on the way home. The dust had drifted slowly across and was sitting on Highway 60 from a mile and a half away. Maybe the track went out, so yeah. it's less than a mile. But you're talking about dust. Like dust, just dust was drifting across. And I'm like, I wonder if people think there's a fire. Yeah. Because yeah, it, yeah. it was crazy. But uh, any any good shout-outs? I mean, I, we, we saw some. There was two, as far as I know, only two national pros at this one for quads. Yeah, on the quad side, there was only um, only Dylan... Wall Raven, who's an XC2 guy, and then okay. Hunter, who's obviously an XC1 guy. Um, on the bike side, I don't think, I think there was anybody. No, I think just Jesse. Spectacular just Jesse, out there. Jesse Ansley running on the bike side. Which um, obviously Jesse's XC2, and he's uh, doing his thing. Yeah, he's running double A here. But, uh, so Saturday was dusty. Sunday, the track gets expanded a little bit. They ran a section that they didn't run on Saturday. To offer a, a little bit more viewing, which mm-hmm. was, oh, that's amazing. You know, people come to these races and they don't get to see anything. FTR, I understand the insurance stuff, but we have got to work on offering, make a stadium section, do something, offer viewing. Yeah. You cannot absolutely. expect these people to go to these races and they literally see them for one straightaway. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I'm not complaining. I know it's tough. I have been in a club. I volunteered. I've been on the board. I've done all. I've done yeah. all that. It is time for these clubs, if we're not going to be allowed per insurance regulations to let people on the track, then you've got to bring the track to the fans. Yeah. I'm just, just I saying. Like, I'm, I know it's hard. And I know that facility where we raced three race, two races on that same, there are places you could put in a field section. You could put in. I agree. Why, why couldn't the track on Saturday come down so that we could see it and shoot him back. I don't care if it was just a straightaway and a turn. Yeah. At least mom and dad, grandma and grandpa could see their rider come by and shoot a dust filled video. But I'm, I'm not complaining. You guys do an amazing job. These, the clubs who put on races do amazing jobs. But if we're bound by these rules, we need to make it so that we can see a little bit. Strickland Ranch, Strickland Ranch a year ago, two years ago, their hair scramble, and I think it was the same for the quads, they had a field section, Mm -hmm. and then one, two, 
three times before we went away, you could see riders coming in and out of okay next to in the so let's just let's just think about it a little bit yeah let's rethink i know we all have trails cut it's tough to cut new trail but let's just think a little bit think think a little bit about what is possible versus what we're stuck with And, and i say that i'm friends with wes anderson who runs sunrunners i know I know Randy Fall. I know the Chambers. I know these people who are deep in this stuff, and I'm not complaining. I appreciate it. Yeah. I just, I'm not the only one who goes to these races and is pissed off because I literally can't watch anything. I don't think it's complaining. I just think, I think you're just dating what everybody else wants to say, but it's... Too scared of getting canceled in the FTR Facebook group to say. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not and, I, and that's that's the thing too is, I think some of the stuff that happens in the Facebook group is hilarious. I think it's, I I, I think it's atrocious that you can't clean up after yourself. Like I don't understand. I don't I don't fathom that. I don't get it. That's when I'm going to get into that part of it. But but no, I just want to say that like, I really we are lifelong FTR people. Mm-hmm. I I paid to get in, and I'm not even racing right now. I just go hang out yeah. because. And no, I don't have a uh, side-by-side that's the size of my Gladiator. I've, I actually thought, I actually thought, my Gladiator is smaller than some of the side-by-sides that are rolling around there. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to take the top off and pay to well, have just, that be just my Just take vehicle. your tag off so then it's not yeah. registered and yeah. then it's a pit vehicle. And I pay 20 extra bucks and I can just go drive around yep. and take up Which this race spots. didn't even have that. So you could have done oh, it for free. Dang it, man. So, no, I'm, I, I, I'm saying that with a little tongue-in-the-cheek thing because... I just think it's ridiculous that we can't walk some. I mean, but I get it. You know, it's okay. But Saturday was a dust fest. Sunday opened up. Really, there was only, I'm sure there were some national caliber guys, but yeah. the only one that has consistently done national stuff was Jesse Ansley. Um, 10.30 race. I want to give a shout out to Mr. Lyons. Mr. Lyons won himself a race. He, uh, he's, he's had hip replacement, knee replacement, He's, he's, he's an older man. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if he's 70, but he's older. Mm-hmm. And 1030 race, they go out and they get the track all ready for the 1 o'clock showdown. Yep. And that is your, your because uh, it's not vet anymore, so it's senior, super senior, on back mm-hmm. to the, the golden goose people. Yeah. You know, like the, gold, the golden girls. And that's what races on Saturday, Sunday morning. And I was hanging out with Mr. and Mrs. Crowley. They were there to watch Mr. Lyons race. Mm-hmm. And by jokey, he won the race. He, there's a guy that he races against that is his nemesis who he doesn't ever beat. And they were racing. And that guy fell down. And he passed him. And he's like, oh, man, I'm just waiting for him to catch me. And he said, I went like a quarter, half mile, and he wasn't catching me. And I thought... I got this. And it is so exciting to see someone who's just, he's not getting anything. No, he's just out there having, no, having they, the time of his they life. Have, they, have a to, they, have a, they go camp for the weekend. Yep. They, he and his wife, and they have a son who also races, and some other friends. And it is, it is a fun family weekend, but he got the dub. And I happened to be there when he came in, and we were talking a little bit, and uh, Mr. Crowley and I and Mrs. Crowley, we were talking about that, and it, it's just that 
that is the epitome yeah. of what like absolutely he was pumped as hell to go get that trophy because he beat that guy for for this race. Yep. And um and he's good. I've I've actually I mean these old guys they're badasses. He raced the St. Mary's Shoals Enduro last year with a flat front tire and beat me. That's beat, just experience. Beat me. Beat you? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had like, and I had a good ride. Like I, I wasn't rode expecting good. That. No, he he he's he's a good he's a good rider. Yeah, he's a, he's a good rider. But no, I wanted to give him a shout out to Mr. Lyons. And then Sunday afternoon, we dove in double A. You know, double A, vet A, thirty plus. Then your A opens B O B two fifty. You know, all all your displacement classes yeah. all the way through. So you have vet A, vet B, vet C. 30 plus, which is one class. And then, because that's kind of the, you don't want to run double A anymore. Yeah. You're not quite 35. It's where you fall. Yeah, it's where you fall. And um, they go. Boom. They And they're flying. They're flying. They, they, they are, I think that's my washer. I was, I was, I was yeah. wondering if we were having like a little minor <laughs> no. uh, earthquake no. down here in Florida. I think Florida. it's the washer. It's leveled. It's balanced. And for some reason, it's not leveled or balanced. I haven't figured out. <laughs> But uh, double A goes, you know, dusty track. I think eleven and a half miles. By the way, eleven and a half miles. The top two did six, six laps, in an eleven and a half mile track. I mean, we're we're they're scooting, they're scooting. Everybody else in the double A did five laps. So that's what in 50, in two hours. That's yeah. hold on, I'm bad at math. Let me think. Well, they, everybody. Let's just say they all did five. It was right at two. Twenty twenty minutes. 20 minute laps for Jesse and uh yeah they're scooting. Oh what's the what's his name? I can't oh, think of his name. Yeah, he's uh, really good. Alex, too. right? Alex, Alex Luger. Yep. Alex Luger. Luger. And if I pronounce your name wrong, Alex, I'm sorry. It's it's either Lugar or Luger. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's one of the two. But uh those two guys put on a show. Like they they put on a show. Garrett Emerson finished third. And I can't remember where Sean Clark finished. But he's a plus 30 guy. Mhm. And last year he was running the morning races because you know they could or whatever, yeah. and there's been a shift in the. And I actually like it. I actually like. I do. I. I actually I well. like having because those guys are competitive enough that yeah. they're fine. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, absolutely. The vet class. The vet class is also fitting it right in. It. It. They're fine. Yeah. That being said, the vet A, McAfee, was top ten. Like they're just fine in the afternoon race. Absolutely. I know it's tougher on them. You get out of here a couple hours later. I get it. But damn, y'all are good. Yeah. Y'all are good, man. <laughs> you're good. When you're finishing top ten in the double A A open, you know, there was also a kid, I don't know, there was a kid on an A two hundred and that thing was singing. It was oh, singing. Oh yeah. And that's always impressive, you know, the guys that are that are running these small displacement bikes and just it takes you back to the days when um GNCC there was a lot more movement through displacements versus yeah. kind of now everybody's gone to the 450, 250, yeah. um, maybe the 350 if, if you're Austrian. But uh, but no, race is good. Fine. Get home. There's been a protest. What, what protest? What are we protesting? Yeah. In FTR, unlike a lot of other series around the country, we have letters. We have numbers and we have letters on our bikes. If you have a modern bike, 
I would like you to go out to your bike and I would like you to put a three digit number that's five inches tall. And if you're a double A, two, two inch letters mm -hmm. on your bike. So if you run, we'll say for me, I used to run nine, nine, eight. Yeah. Double A on a KTM beta. I don't know how you're getting five inch numbers I, on those plates. I don't think you can. Well, there was a protest by a competitor. The funny thing was there were no measurements taken by the no. official. The winner of the race decided, I'll measure mine. His numbers are 1 and 15 sixteenths. I'm guessing they are sold as two-inch two inch numbers. Yep. Letters. Sorry, letters. So everybody in the AA class was docked. I get it. It's it's a and as my wife has said, we we go by the letter of the law. Mm -hmm. If this is a rule, it's the rule. Maybe the rule needs to be rethunk. Which I think I think I read somebody's post that basically some people on the committee were saying um if you bring your suspension to us, we will overturn it. Like they were basically saying, that's stupid. Yeah. You shouldn't have been protested for it. Now, what I think is funny is somebody found a picture of the guy who protested. Yes, yes, yes. They found a picture of him during the race. And his, his letters are two inches. However, they are placed in the wrong spot yes. on his number plate. Yes. So not only did he protest for... Having the number or the uh, the letters being too small, which okay, fine, yeah. whatever. But if you're gonna protest somebody, at least make sure all your stuff's right first before you and, before you go and protest. And the gentleman that protested was man enough to actually get on the forum or, or a Facebook group and say, "Yeah, it was mm -hmm. me. I did it. I did it." So I take nothing from him. I have no, I have no arguments. And honestly, all of them broke the rule. Cool. FTR. We've always run our letters. We've always run. Yeah. And I know we are different than every other series in the country because I've sat in those meetings where we don't want to be compared. We are not other series. I get it. Yep. Cool. I get it. Guess what? We all know the red plate at the start of the race. Those guys at that first line are double A. Let's take away their letters. Yeah. Let's – plus 30 doesn't have letters. You know when you're getting smoked by a guy with red plates – more than likely, they're going to be yeah. a double A guy when they pass you sitting still. So I'm just I'm I'm throwing this out. I'm I'm thinking just thinking, double A, you run your number. Mm -hmm. It better be five inches. I don't care if you have a KTM. You better figure out how to make that some bitch fit. Five inches. Five inches. Plus thirty. No letters. Mm -hmm. Vet A A B C. Guess what? You can fit one letter. One two inch letter. You can one two inch letter. You can fit that on your number plate. Do it. Double A plus 30. No more letters. And, and problem solved. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's going to cause a problem with scoring because we're able to score the plus 30 with no letter. Yeah. So if we have two lines with no letters, one has red plates, double A. One has white plates, plus 30, no letters. Yep. We're done. And then we have yellow plate. If I see a yellow plated bike, I know it's an open bike. Yeah. I know that. Especially in the afternoon. 
If I see a green plate, I know it's a 250. I know that. If it's a black plate, I know it's a 200. Mm -hmm. If I see a red plate, oh, okay, are they a B, a C? But if there's nothing on it, then I don't even have to, I just know, get the hell out of the way, they're coming through. What would probably solve all of these problems, which will more than likely never happen because it's FTR and they don't like to be like every other series, which is fine. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I, I agree. But what would solve all of these plate problems, because it seems to happen every single year at FTR, there's some problems with plates. Whether it's colors. Yep. People want to get creative. Yeah. Like, you know, I got glowy numbers. Or or... I want to put outlines yeah, or yeah, ghost yeah. stuff. Or... Yeah. Oh, I, but... go- I ghosted. Well, one year I could I have been in trouble. I don't know if you should tell the FTR. Uh, it's, it's, over. I, I, it's over. But I, um, that plate hangs up in memory now. What would solve all those problems? Just go to helmet stickers like every other series in the nation. Yeah. And if they want to run numbers on their bike, then let them run numbers on their bike. You know, it doesn't have to match up because you have your helmet sticker. Oops, I just whacked my microphone. But like the helmet sticker, yes. You have to have somebody stand there and wipe your number off, you know. But you already have, like, five backup scores sitting underneath that easy up. For some reason, they have a million backup scores, which is fine, whatever. But I'm sure you can take away one of your backup scores and have them with this little sponge in a five-gallon bucket and wiping the numbers off. Where, I mean, shoot, at Mideast, Ricky Towery does it. He's he's the one that is wiping your number off at Mideast. And they run transponders as well. They run transponders that go up underneath your helmet visor, just like FTR. Yep. And then you have your helmet sticker. Ooh, that leads me to a question we got to think of. On the FTR thing, I don't disagree with you, but I'm not going to lie. It's kind of cool to see the the number. It reminds me of being a motocross like i'm not gonna lie it's kind of cool like when i'm racing i used to key on number plates like mm-hmm. oh oh this guy oh he's not in my class but i if i catch him it's yeah i, I know that i'm not gonna have to worry because he's not in my class or whatever or this guy is in my class so i my only pushback in that is i kind of like the numbers and the colors i don't mind i don't disagree the stickers on the helmet, dude, once you put it on, if you're an FTR guy, once you put it on, it's yeah. done for the year. You're good. Yeah. And you're and if you're not racing any other series, if you go to an Enduro, it doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. uh, For National Enduros, they literally use this. That's all you have. They, there's no side. The only other place, if you if you branch off and you go to, uh, a, I don't even know if Sorks uses it, but a Mideast or mm-hmm. a GNCC, then maybe, yeah, you might have to take your stickers off and get new stickers yeah. and all that. But it's not a not a problem. No, I mean, at it's the end just, of the day, it takes 30 seconds yeah. to peel it off and put a new one on. But I just think, like, hey, someone brought up, brought it up. It was awesome. Fantastic. It, it was, the people were wrong. They were wrong. There were many people that do not have the appropriate size. But I also think... With these modern bikes, dude, these plates are small. Yeah. They're really small. Absolutely. So we have to rethink that just because of what we're dealing with. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, that was 
that was really what kind of came out of uh, that race was um, the protest. The guy who protested was not wrong. No. The hilarious part was is there were actually <laughs> no measurements. Like, they just, yep. They just start. Well, the, the even, I'm, I'm not going to use proper English here. The even funnier part about the entire situation is that they protested, and it didn't even change the results. No, no. It didn't no. even change the results. Jesse and Alex still finished first and second yeah. because they were a lap ahead of everybody else. Yeah. It didn't change the results at all. No, so, it, like, it, 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 was, it was funny. It was I, – I actually applaud Garrett for pointing it out and maybe – taking the being the brunt or the butt of the jokes or whatever the criticism maybe it'll lead to a change in the way ftr looks at scoring numbers letters um because like i said i'm a fan of the letters and the numbers i go to i've been to a lot of gncc races and i've been to lots of enduros and i'm not gonna lie man sometimes like Motocross bikes are supposed to have numbers on them. Yeah, I agree. And, and and you go to these races, and I know an enduro doesn't matter. You're basically it's your row, but run your numbers. Like all you have to have is on the front number plate at, a, at an enduro is your row number. I agree. They give it to you. They don't even you just. But when you go to a G, I know when I went to GNCC, like well, unless you run all year, you don't have to have the proper plates or you got I'm like, dude, this is a national series. Like, so I applaud FTR for being sticklers for that. Mm-hmm. But maybe we need to change what we're expect, especially from the double A side. We love watching the double A guys. They're fast. Like we love watching them come yeah. through. Maybe it's just time to let them be just red plate guys. Yeah. Let them be the red plate I mean, guys. Look and at GNCC. You know, I hate comparing FTR to GNCC. Careful. Somebody's going to get their panties in a lot over it, but look at GNCC. Those guys are just red. Yeah, they're just not. Red. They don't have yeah. letters. They don't. They're just red, just red plates. And look at motocross. Yeah. Those guys are just red if they have the points lead. Yeah. Or just white. Like there's not really. Even if you haven't. Even if you're. You you look at Loretta's. There's. A B and C classes, right? Yeah. At Loretta's. And they run color. They they're plates. They have different colors. Yeah. They don't have. A, B, and C on there. Yeah. So why don't we just do, do – there's enough colors in the rainbow that each class can have their own color at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, you could do it that way. I, I still think for like – if I'm a B-class rider and a C-class guy's coming up behind me and he's got a different uh, – uh, uh, let's say it's a two vet, vet B guys mm-hmm. or a vet C and a vet B guy. Well, if a vet C guy is catching me as a vet B guy, I'm, I'm probably having a crappy day. Instead of me forcing myself, if I see that he's a C, yeah, okay, um, so I, that's why I say like for the top classes, your double A, your plus thirty, let them, let them be flat, let them be red, let them be white, and then for the rest of us, we can all stick one letter yeah. on our bike. Like it is, it works, and I'm not opposed to the helmet sticker. I'm not opposed to any of that, but I also know that FTR is kind of making rules and changing rules and doing things and not doing things. And maybe with the growth of the series and the change of thing, maybe it's time just to 
take a break yeah. and do a look through and say, let's look at everything, not from what we all remember. We're never going back there. Kind of take a new, yeah, new let's standpoint take a it. new look at it and work through it. We're going to hurt some people's feelings. We're going to, guess what? You guys back in the day, you were tough. You rode on bikes that had no suspension. Yeah. You cut the trail. There were face slappers. There, it is what it is. You went through the mud holes and you didn't go yeah. around them. And we get it. I get it. I appreciate it. And you all were badasses. We've all changed. Let's just look. Let's just take the time and look. Not, not maybe some things don't need to be changed. Yeah. Maybe some of the rules are perfect. But let's look at it. And then when you make them, enforce them. Yes. By the way, you guys said there were no people allowed off the hill. There were people off the hill all day long. I never saw anybody kicked out. Don't make statements that you're not willing to enforce. No, but I tell you what, they, at least for the quad race, because um, I've done both now, quad and dirt bike race, they definitely enforce that starting line rule, I tell you that much, dude. It's, it's about, they won't even give us quad guys a, a, a mechanics band. Okay, I got a question for that, though. Time out. I, I disagree with that. I heard that this weekend, and I disagree. FTR. I don't care who you are, you're sitting on a line for 20 to, we'll say, 10 to 20 minutes. I want something to drink. I want an umbrella. I want someone to talk to. Let's not lose the fact that I'm going out there to do this for fun, but I may not come back. Absolutely. I may not come back. If my wife, if I'm, I don't care if it's a quad. If my wife wants to come sit on the line with me, my girlfriend, my best friend, my kid, I should be allowed to have that person that makes me feel the most comfortable, that can hold an umbrella when it's sunny. Because, by the way, it was sunny this weekend. That can grab my drink for me so that I can stay hydrated for my race. FTR, I'm sorry. Quad guys deserve to have someone on the line with them just as much as dirt bike guys do. You know what? There's a lot of these bikes now that don't even need holders we have kickstands but you still give us a band so give the quad guys a band well it says it in the rule book it says it doesn't say because even so last race i I can't lie not my best moment but me and the me and the um the lady at sign up got in a yelling match she was like yelling at me because she said i don't need one and i was yelling at her because i was saying i don't care i want mine yeah and so, we got in a yelling match over it. In the rule book, it says all riders are allowed one person with them on the starting line. That's yeah. fine. I don't need my whole family out there. Yeah. But, damn it, I'd like my dad out there with me. Yeah. You, you know, know, we've been doing it for 14 years. I, he's been on every one of my starts. Except, so, I just, I don't even stand at my quad anymore. I, I go to the side of the, yeah. to the yeah. fence. And it, it made me so mad when she, Big Tim, um finally got involved he was sitting right there and you know big big tim and i were were i say we're good buddies at the races and he was like give him his band you know like he he gets his band he's like it is odd you know quad guys typically don't ask for him but give him his band and i was like okay that's fine i'm cool with that when i look at the band it says it says dirt bike holder on the band it doesn't say mechanic band it says dirt bike holder like 
So y'all y'all are making these bands to not even hand out the quad yeah. guys in the rule book. It's I get that we're one race out of the what six on the weekend or yeah. or or four on the weekend of the adult races. So we're we're one of those four. But I mean, come on, like we're not doing anything too bad. I yeah. don't think like race car guys, their cars don't need anybody to hold them. But there's always someone that straps them in, gives them their drink, says a prayer, tells them a joke, gives them advice. Yep. IndyCar, the last person is the, usually that person with the car. It, it's, we're going out for fun. But as my wife said, if you were on a quad, I still may not see, I hold your bike. And I know that may be the last time I ever saw you. Mm-hmm. Well, on a quad, I don't have to hold your bike. And guess what? I'll leave. I don't want to sit behind 15 quads taking off. I've done it at a GNCC. It's a miserable experience. Yeah. So I'm not going to stay there when your line's getting ready to go because I don't have to. But now I've got an umbrella and a drink and maybe iPod, uh, ear pods or whatever. Give them their bands and stop making it a big deal. If they don't use them, guess what? They're not giving... Maybe there's one or two that are giving their bands away so someone can go hang out. They're not giving them away. They want somebody on the line with them. That's all. That's all. They just want someone on the line because they're going out there. And by the way, the last race, you couldn't see if you didn't get the whole shot. I'd like to know if someone was with me before I crashed into the back of another quad. So... That being said, we're not critiquing. We're not critiquing. That one did hit me though. Of man, that that's not that is not cool. It's just no, that wasn't cool. If I can speak my mind, it's just frustrating. Like as a quad guy, you know, I, and and I'm sure if this gets posted on the FTR Facebook group, like just this this thing right here, somebody's gonna comment. Well, man, it's it's always these quad guys. Excuse my French that are bitching about something all the time. They're just a bunch of whiny crybabies. But I've done this sport. Since I was four years old. I've done FTR since I was four years old. I'm now 18 years old. Going to be 19 in May. I know that's like six months away. But this would be my 14th season with FTR. Yeah. Ever since I was four years old, it's it's a constant battle with FTR and quad guys. It's a constant battle. You know, we have to – the quad guys – have to stay on the peewee track until we're 13 years old. But the dirt bike guys get to leave at 8 years old to go race the adult track. Now, granted, they have their own race, but why can't we have our own race? You know, like, there's time throughout the weekend to make this stuff happen. But that's a that's a tangent for another day. But my biggest thing is, why why is it, and I hate this word, I really do, discriminate, I hate that word, but why... Are we discriminated so much against? Like where there was a hundred and I don't know. I want to say 120, 130 quad guys this weekend at twenty dollars a car to get in, plus fifty dollars an entry fee. You are making thousands off of us for the weekend. Yes, we're only one race plus the Peewee kids. I mean, which there's, which surprising there's a lot of Peewee quads now, which actually. You know, makes my little quad heart happy because, you know, it sees our, our sports growing. But we're still giving you guys a lot of money throughout the weekend. 
just give us what we ask for. We don't ask for much. Well, I don't ask for much as a quad guy. I, I know probably the majority of the quad guys on the, on the grid every weekend, none of them ask for much. But the one thing that we all ask for is for a little bit of equality, especially when it comes to why the heck can't my dad be with me on the line? Yeah. No, I Why did I just watch my dad get yelled at by an FTR official getting kicked off the line when the main guy, Uncle Uncle Bill, on the starting grid, told my dad that he was allowed to be there and that he was perfectly fine to be there and that nobody was allowed to kick him off. Yet my dad still ends up getting kicked off by a worker. Like, I mean, what what your main guy who gives you all the instructions for you on the starting grid. You fall under him. He is your boss on the grid. Like, you just... Yeah, no, I... I you give that, them a little bit of authority and they just... That is... That is... That's got to be fixed. That, that should be... If you want a ban, now. If you don't ask for a ban, then you don't get one. I could because agree with that. It, there are guys... I saw I saw a guy... I, it was pretty hysterical. I don't even know what row he was in. He was a quad guy. He came out... And he starts revving his quad. Wah, wah, wah. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, plus, why is it so loud? Then he sits and he gets up and he goes to the bathroom and he comes back, cranks up. Wah, wah, wah. And I'm like, it's like 20 minutes to your rate. What are you doing? And then he sits and he's eyeing the line. And then he cranks up. Wah, wah. Then he spins a donut, which I don't understand, and then moves to a different spot. And then he gets himself. And I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? Like, you want to talk about why people get pissy. Yeah. Is like, we're all busy looking this way. The last thing we're thinking about is some dude, like, going full throttle on a bike quad and side by side or whatever. We don't know what, we don't know what this dude's doing. I started watching, and I really wanted to pay attention because he was so into it all by himself. It's fine. He was so into it, I was like, is he going to get the whole shot? And I really wanted to pay. I know his number still. I know his number. I'm not going to say it. But I really wanted to see it, and I forgot to pay attention. I don't even know what, but but yeah, he's he the didn't same anybody. type of guy to be complaining on Facebook about, man, why do y'all not like quad guys? Man, yeah. we're perfectly fine every weekend. You know, but it's. But he, but he was just by himself doing his thing. Now, he was doing a lot of his thing, but he was just doing his thing. He didn't need he didn't need a band. Yeah. Obviously he was just there with buddies or whatever and he didn't need anybody. But and it's not that you need anybody. Hell, the bike guys could literally also have nobody and say, All right, we have a group of people, you're gonna volunteer. Oh, you have a holder? Cool. When we blow the horn for the start of the next line, yeah. you're allowed to come out and hold the They could make the line MXGP once you go through a certain area, you're by yourself. Yeah. Pro Motocross, they have people at the gate until it's time. FTR has chosen. We have people at the line. Just give them their damn bands. Like, honestly, just give them their just give them their bands. If they ask for it, give them their band. There's a reason. They don't want the whole crew. You're not giving them the whole crew. You're giving one band. Yeah, like, I don't I don't need my whole family around me. Yeah. But the other thing I, I just I can't get it through my head. You know, maybe it's because I Ever since I started doing GNCC full-time, I'm not able to run the full FTR circuit. So maybe it's just I'm not there to see it. But I just don't understand why I can go to 
I raced probably five or six different series, or that's that's a little high. I'd say probably four different series this year I've gone to. Why is FTR the only one where you can only have one one person with you on the start line? Why does no other series have that issue? I think I think for FTR it became because I I've been to some of the other series as well, and I truly believe it's not FTR's fault. Our group, our contingent of racers and I'm going to say this politely I don't mean it the way it has lost their shit when I go to GNCC mm-hmm. or Sorks or you don't have the whole fam damley literally running around on the line you go to an FTR race 10 feet apart there are literally kids running around Yeah, there are people I understand the video and vlogging's gotten big, and there are people walking everywhere, everywhere. Like they're walking across the line that's getting ready to start, yeah. and you're like, "Dude, I, I need you to kind of move out of the way. I'm, I'm, I don't want to hit you when I'm running yeah, to my yeah. bike." And we, we've just not the organization. It really doesn't have anything to do with the organization, minus the fact they don't have enough police power to. Yeah, we as an organization have literally lost our our minds and thinking that it's a right to just go hang out on the line. You don't need to go hang. Kiss your spouse goodbye. If you're the holder of the bike, go with them. If you're a videographer, I even understand that because, dude, I'm not going to lie, some of the videos that people are putting out are pretty damn cool at the yeah. starts and different things. So I actually don't have a problem with that. But when you have kids running around or dogs on the line or... I think you go to a GNCC, not comparing, just I have to compare. Go to GNCC, you don't see dogs on the line. No. You don't see little kids running around on the line. It's like, for some reason, you go to that, and it's like, oh, well, we're at a national. We better behave. You go to the local race, and all of a sudden, it's like, Timmy, go ahead. Run around between the bikes. Not, don't knock them over. Just run around. Yeah. And Make and, sure you... Get in their way so that they trip over you. you yeah, know? And, and, and I just, I think FTR lost its way because of the contingent of people that are coming versus, hey, once you cross, you go to the Indy 500, you can walk down Gasoline Alley. You can go out and you can, there, watch the Indy 500. There are people, watch the Daytona 500. I don't watch any race. Watch an IMSA race. They let you on the grid. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, clear the grid. And the grid goes, poof. And then all is left is the team. The driver, rider, the mechanic. Yeah. And for NASCAR, there may be a guy with the battery box. For IndyCar, there's a guy with the starter. IMSA, it's literally the crew putting the driver in the car. And they all leave. FTR... They blow the horn and everybody's like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, we'll just stay here and, and, and it's like, no, I don't even have a problem if 20 minutes before the race, the grid's open. As soon as they blow the horn or Uncle Bill starts doing his countdown, which they're yeah. doing now every minute, as soon as the first countdown starts, unless you are attached to that bike to hold it or the quad guy to hold his umbrella and drink, it's time to go. Give them the kiss, yeah. walk away, and within seven minutes of the first race starting, there should be no one on the line. 
I think honestly, from just being at the events I've been to and knowing stuff. Now, there's a select group of people, which you and everybody else that goes to FTR is going to know who I'm talking about, who doesn't really listen to authority when it comes to that. But I think you blow the horn at three minutes to go. You get everybody off the grid, or you tell everybody to get off the grid. There should be no reason why there's still people on that grid at one minute to go. Yeah. It does not take two minutes to clear that grid. Yeah. Not, not at all. Because yeah. your fence is, I mean, you're probably, what, 50 yards from side to side? I mean, it, it does not take you more than two minutes to walk to that fence. Hey, you go to a Sorks race or a GNCC where you don't have to have a holder. I've been to the Sorks, both, both series. Yeah. And when I went to Georgia, it was so damn cold, Michelle wouldn't leave the truck. I went to the line by myself. It was amazing. I just sat there, hung out, did my thing. Yeah. At the GNCC, she hung out on the line. They blew the horn the first time for, like, the first line. And she's like, I'm going to hang out with you for a little bit. I'll give you your goggles. And when that line in front of me went, I got a little NASCAR. Sorry, we're taking a little pause. We have, oh. Oh, a little two-stroke action. Yeah, we got got a little... We got a little Japanese and American uh, yeah. thunder going on somewhere. Got a little battle going on here. But uh, when GNCC, she would literally hand me my goggles and just disappear. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm here. And <laughs> I'd sit on my bike and wait to go. Yeah. And, and FTR, the one thing we have is we have the cool Le Mans style start. I think it's all, I, yeah, it's cool. I think I it's agree. awesome. But as soon as, and you said three minutes, I was like, dude, seven minutes. Like the only people that should be there, I don't care which time frame it is. You could be, you pick a number. 15 minutes, you know, as soon as, as soon as that first communication happens with the starting authority, the grid is now closed. Yeah. They do it in every other form of racing. The grid is closed. I've been to NASCAR, IndyCar, IMSA, uh, dirt bikes. It, the grid is closed. And pro motocross, they don't stand there while they're starting. Mm-mm. They give them their goggles, they, and everybody clears out so they, so they can get to the, yeah. Mechanics area. It's okay. Why have we, why has this become an issue in our little organization, which is not little? Why has this become an issue that it angers so many people? It shouldn't anger. It honestly should be the IMSA. You go to Sebring. There are hundreds of thousands of people. Cars. 43 cars. 50 cars lined up. There are thousands of people in the pit lane. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, grid is closed, grid walks over, drivers to your cars, and all of a sudden, within 10 minutes, it's, it's empty. And yeah. you're like, where did all those people go? They just leave. And you know why? Because they have people walking through, and they start at one end, because traffic yeah. goes one way. They have people, and they're like, they just start walking. And they're just like, time to go, time to yeah. go. One person, time to go, time to go. And they just push you, and they wait. They wait until you start moving, and they just keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They they don't leave anybody behind. Like you, yeah. I've been a badged person at a race, and they're like, "It's time to go," and it's like, "Okay, yeah." And, and it's, yes, sir. <laughs> okay, like cool. And they're literally, you know, security people. They're not, yeah. and that's their job. FTR shouldn't have to do that. As soon as Uncle Bill talks, it's time to go. Yeah. Make it nice. Make it smooth. I understand. You've got your thing. You got your, you've got time to get all that done before 
and you need one person online. I don't have a problem with one person online because I do agree. Whether it's your dad, whether it's my wife, whether it's your girlfriend, whether it's your best friend, that 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 calming moment before, yeah. and then you can do your thing and you move on. And and but no, I, I just I it's one of those things like I don't want to complain because what they'll tell you on the quad side become more involved in the club. I've cool. done it. I, yep, you. I've been, been you've, there. You've been involved in a club, and, and and I will tell you, if you've never been involved in a club, do it. Do it yeah. for a year. Do it for two years. See go, what it's all about. Go see what it's about. You don't have to stay. You don't have, but go see what it's yeah. about. Um, you don't have to work every weekend. Yeah. I mean, you just pop out when you can. You know, when you have a free weekend. But, and, but before you but, bitch and moan about the organization, go dive in. And and I'm trying. I don't want MJ and I to come off that we're bitching and moaning. We see it. We appreciate it, but we're also, I'm at the point now, I'm kind of picking and choosing where I race because I've got my feet and hands in other things that I didn't even know I wanted to do. Yeah. So I'm not in that realm of this is my series. Yeah. The reason FTR is my series is because it's my home state. And it is one of the largest series. I think most of us don't realize how big this series actually is. I agree. And other series around the country. Y'all got to get it together or you're going to screw it up for the whole series. So, and, and until the series decides we're not going to put up with it. Which at the end of the day is what needs to happen. Yeah. Oh, well, at the end of the day, everybody can hope that the people attending the series will get, yeah, get under control. But in reality, will that actually happen? Probably not. So FTR just needs to put their foot down and say, enough is enough. Yeah. We're doing it like this, and that's how we're going to do it. You know, and stop, you know, allowing some people to do some stuff and other people not to. And Yeah. It's and just... coming from, and we'll, we'll throw out a, a thorn to both of our sides, Mr. Jason Crowley will tell you straight up, if they can't follow the rules, kick them out. Yeah. And he'll just say straight up, like, if you don't like it, boot them. You're not going to lose that much money. No. You know, it's like everybody was complaining about the pit vehicle pass, isn't it? Dude, I went to the first race of the year. It was packed. Sure. It was packed. It was, it was, it was packed. Well, for all you guys fussing, and you still open that pocketbook. So just get over it. You're, you're, you're not going to leave. No. Especially if you live south of where I live. To go to another race out of state, you've now just made it a three- or four-day commitment. To go to that race, so just stop. Yes. Just stop. Work with what you have, and it's okay. It's okay that there's rules. It's okay. The, the, some of them aren't. They're, they're yeah. not great, but they are what they are. And hell, we don't have tech anymore. No, we don't even have tech. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, I know that quad would never have passed tech. No, I, I, I don't. I think he was running like Larry's big gun sand dune pipe out of the back of it because. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, seriously, what are you doing? But no, he was having fun, and and I'm not making, f- I'm making fun of him, but I'm not making fun of him. I'm making yeah. more of like, this is the reason that people have issues is because of. <laughs> it's so cool sitting out here. We just had a biker gang go by. I'm probably they're 60 years old. <laughs> they're, they probably they're still repping the gang, man. They just had lunch at Crooked Bass. <laughs> but uh, no, Deadly. I mean, anything else going on? We've, we've gone on a tangent, but it's We have cool. really gone on a tangent. Um, 
Do we do we talk about GNCC stuff now, or do we yeah, save go it for, for it. another day? Go for it. So, full disclosure here, um, because I uh, I don't people. like stealing other people's content. Well, not stealing other people's content, but you're borrowing it. I'm borrowing it, but I don't like not giving credit okay. because I would like people to give us credit if we ever. Now, I don't have insider information like this, but so this is. All this information I'm about Are to give you. Are we allowed to say the person's name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because he, he announced it on his podcast. Oh, okay. So. Okay. So all this is coming from Tyler Shepherdson with On The Pipe podcast. He's a big GNCC podcast. So I'm sure if you're listening to us, you listen to him at the end of the day. So a lot of you guys might already know this information. Or some of this information might not even pertain to you because you don't even like GNCC. So um, the 2024 schedule for GNCC obviously is yet to been an, to be announced typically they announce it um, at the banquet yeah sometimes there's still some to be determined rounds at the banquet but um, before you go any further I really need NEPG and GNCC to up that just a little bit because <laughs> dude it's getting maybe late. like at least mid-November you know like, like it's getting it's getting late and I've got travel plans I've got to try to figure out yeah. and you guys are killing me absolutely <laughs> absolutely so um now, a little insider insider trick here. This is not coming from Tyler Shepardson. But IXCR, the Indiana series, they never race on a GNCC. They have already released their schedule. Oh. And they already know the GNCC schedule because people were, people were commenting on their schedule posts and being like, hey, GNCC raced on this weekend, so are you guys racing on the same – or like they raced on this weekend last year, uh-huh. so – are you guys just going to race on the same weekend? And they said, no, none of our races interfere with the GNCC race. Okay. So if you need a little bit of help figuring out the GNCC series for next year, go to IXCR schedule and you can kind of play around with it and figure out when GNCCs will you be. Got, you got any help on the NEPG schedule? Yet? I have no help okay. on the NEPG All schedule. Right. Um, but for next year, 2024, I doubt it will happen just due to the fact of the super motocross being a thing, and yep. and so that kind of throws a wrench in things. But there was talk of 13 rounds again next year. Ooh. Um, like I said, I doubt that'll happen. But um, some things that are pretty much all but confirmed with the schedule is they're obviously going back to some old properties, of course, um, and then coming back to some new – or going to some new properties. One of those new properties is um, – the Landers family with Magna One Motorsports, mm-hmm. um, they just purchased a bunch of land, like thousands of acres of land, and um, in Tennessee. And Ooh, that'd be GNCC cool. is more than likely going to be using that for a race next year. That'll be fresh. That will be fresh. That'll be nice. So, um, second thing is again all but confirmed. Powerline Park coming back on the schedule for next year. Um, I don't so know if that you a, remember that race. Yeah, yeah. Was that was that a uh, where the sand? That, that was the original sand fleas, I think, wasn't it? Where they I th- they I jumped think, over the. I believe yeah. so. Yep. And so that race is in Ohio. Um, not too bad of a hike for us. About about the same to John Penton. Yeah. Um, so was and, that a rehab issue or just a timing issue? So what was happening is we stopped going back there because they were putting a pipeline through the property. Ah. Uh, so, so there might be some different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, or, or at least that's the rumor I heard. There was a pipeline yeah. going through the property, so that we couldn't happens. race there. Yeah. And um, 
So the big thing here on the schedule, obviously those were pretty big, but the big rumor right now is that they will not be returning to the Boy Scout camp next year. Oh, really? Yes. If you remember that property, yeah, yeah. the very nice facilities, all that, they, uh, they're rumored not to be going back to that property for um, next year. Because that was two races there, right? Yes. Well, well, no, we've done it since 20... Oh, I mean, no, no, no. I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, this was a single race oh, property. Okay. Um, I think the only race that we did two years at, or two races at this year was um, Ironman, I think. Um, but, so a little bit of silly season stuff. Not too much. Again, this is coming from Tyler Shepardson. Um, supposedly, Stu Baylor's team... His private team? His private team is going to Cowie next year. No more KTM. With his brother? No, just their privateer Cowie. Or not privateer, but like their private team Cowie. Yeah. Um, but their main sponsor this year was Tealy Energy. Supposedly, Tealy Energy's going away oh. from this sport. So, Or maybe not this sport, but at least his team. Yeah. And supposedly, again, Rachel Archer... Um, who was back-to-back women's yeah. pro champion, will be joining that team. Her oh. deal with Yamaha is up. Oh, really? Um, so, um, so that is the rumors that she is going to go to the Stu Baylor's Cowie. So there will be two Cowie teams next year. The, fa- the factory? Yeah, I'm factory. sure I'm sure Stu's won't be technically factory. It'll be like factory supported, you know. In the motocross um, world, he would be off the side of the semi. Correct, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, another thing is Trail Jesters is kind of disbanding, it seems like. Whoa. Yeah. That's a big one because they have been huge supporters. So, that's what... Um, so, what does that leave KTM? It just leaves KTM with KTM, I think. Is there not no, a... No, or maybe they're, do, maybe they're transferring their amateur support to in-house, maybe. I, I'm not... I'm not too sure what, what what's been happening there. Huge yeah. KTM supporter and for a years. big big amateur. Yeah, you know, kind of kind of like the. Uh, That's where Jesse got his XC3 championship yep. was with Trail. Jesse. It was kind of like a feeder team into yeah. into the KTM semi. Hmm. So talking about the the Landers and the Magna One team, um, the rumor is is they are switching to KTM next year instead of Husqvarna. Well, maybe that's so. The- Maybe that's the because they're still the factory KTM and maybe they yeah maybe they become the they're taking where Stu yeah. was they're taking that spot, uh, but Jordan Ashburn who was the overall national title mm-hmm. uh, overall champion of 2022 supposedly leaving the Magna One team and being still Austrian brand switching getting transferred to Gas Gas the Coastal Gas Gas team. Yeah. That is, trying, are they trying to make a push? I, I think they're trying to move some people around and, and get some, some, not better names, because they're all great riders, but yeah. better better riders, better names in different areas of their... Because the Coastal Gas Gas team, it's not really talked about at GNCC. Yeah, you, know, well, you don't really hear much you from Because they had Sipes for a while, right? They had Sipes for a long he's, time. He's kind of done and, and... Done I mean, and dusted. He's, yeah, so like, yeah, I can see that. So where does that leave Magna One looking for a Husky rider? So that kind of leaves Magna One just kind of. Well, I guess they'd be KTM now. So, so 
I'm, I'm curious. They'd either have to pull from their XE2 guys, which I don't think they do, or they just have an XE2 and XE3 kind of like an amateur yeah, team because so they don't have an XE1 guy. They have they have XE2 riders, they have XE3 riders, and then they have some like um, age you know, group. Yeah, they have yeah. some 450 or uh, 250 A and uh, 250A lights guys and stuff like that. Yeah. They have a couple of those guys, so they kind of just be a falling under the, <laughs> the the amateur umbrella there. But that's kind of all I got for now. I mean. Um, what about Zachy Poo? Because I heard that he was going to stay 250 next year because of the fact that he had such a dismal with injuries and different things. I heard he was going to stay and pro, but go to just stay at 250. See, I've not heard anything on that, but that would not surprise me at all if he did do that because yeah. of... He's not ready to make that jump. Yeah, I mean... And he'll even tell you, like, I go out and practice with the A guys and they show me lines. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of makes you wonder... Would it would it have been better if he didn't do XE two? You know, like if he just jumped up and yeah, either jumped to XE one or, I mean, going from a pro level, I don't know if he could technically do this, but even go to like XE three or something. Because I, I mean, down at Moto Bros, he was riding the one twenty five, and or at least it looked like it. He was riding a two stroke. I think it was a one twenty five, but he was ripping. Yeah. I mean, like he was shredding the one twenty five. So could he have gone to XC3 and maybe showed up some of those Austrian bikes because that that class is pretty much dominated by Austrian bikes. So could he have gone on a on a 120 or a YZ125 and just tried yeah. to go in there and show him up? I, I don't really know how the because I mean it's been what since 2020 since he raced pro. Yeah. So I mean it's been a couple years. So I don't I know at some point you can drop down. But I don't know when. Yeah, I know. I know that how he, long that time frame is. I know. I just one of the podcasts I was listening to. He's gonna pretty much stay XC two with with. Uh, oh my goodness! What, what, I'm thinking of Bill Balance, but that's not the right one. Who's the Ampro? Ampro. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I went. I went very old school. Yeah, there. that was very <laughs> Bill very. Balance Yamaha there, but um, uh, yeah, just with Ampro. But um, anything, any any big moves I saw on the quad motocross side that the guy that's been kind of winning has re-signed with Yamaha mm -hmm. and um, I was wondering on the off-road side of there is McGill going to come back again is is uh, are there any big moves because there's really only one manufacturer but there's still got excuse me there's still guys that make livings racing the pro side is there any any moves teams that kind of stuff what's Walker Fowler going to do yeah so um, I haven't really heard of anybody retiring, so to speak. Um, of course, there's always talks of it. I mean, you have some people who say that they're retiring every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, there's always talks of it, but I haven't heard anything for sure. Um, man, I think really Adam McGill and, and Jared McClure are the only two Honda guys left. I think everybody else is on the entire XC1 line is still on. Just make it on a spec Yamaha's. series. Just make it a spec series and just be like, everybody's on Yamaha's. Now, you and I were talking, that, was it Can-Am? Is it Polaris is maybe coming back into the 4x4 game? That That is what is being talked of. Um, you know, I've heard it from a couple different people now. No, nobody for, that races Polaris or anything like that, so I can't really come on here and yeah. boom, they're doing it. But... Um, I've definitely heard the rumors from from some XC1 guys, from some uh, 
even some amateur guys that are kind of in the know but don't really race with them. So, you know, whether it's true or not, I, I, I can't come on the podcast and say that because I don't know. But um, So who, who are the top dogs going into next year? On the, on the XC1 line, you obviously have uh, well, Bryson Neal. Bryson Neal for sure. Tristan? Um, so, Hunter, you, Hunter Hart, sorry, Hunter, where did Tristan come from? Hunter Hart, um, so who are, if you say your top five, it's, it's November 18th. We're, we're three months away, December, January. Yeah, three months away from the first race. Right now, who's top five, XC1, and who are they riding for? Top five are going to be... I want to say Bryson Neal mm-hmm. on top. I'm just I like Bryson Neal. I've always I've always been a a Bryson Neal guy because he was kind of always the underdog. So, um, but I think Bryson Neal takes it. Walker gets second, um, and I say that because I really want to see Hunter do good. So I'm hoping he uses what I just said to build off motivation. Not that I'm sure he really cares about a um, 4x4 A guy's opinion, but um, Hunter, if you're listening to this, use that, buddy, because I want to see you do something good next year. So um, I think I think it's going to be Bryson, Walker, Hunter, but I think Walker and Hunter are going to have good battles next year, I think. Um, and then fourth and fifth is kind of hard. You know, I want to see Adam McGill do good, who's obviously going to be on the Honda. I want to see um, Adam do good. He had a couple top top five rides this year i think even a couple podiums and the fans um, still love him the fans like the, still love him he's the aaron plessinger of quad racing oh yeah absolutely so i think he's going to be top five somewhere I, the the issue is is once you get past bryson walker hunter and cole they're all so close they're all within anybody could take that fifth fifth place spot at any given day any xc2 guys popping up um, who won the XC2? That's so bad of me. I don't even remember who won the XC2 class last year. I want to say it was... Did they was, have to move up? Oh, it was Steve Harrell. He won the... Did they have to move up? Or do you get one year to defend? I think it's like, I think it's like the bike side where you get one year to defend. defend. But he moved up at the last round. Oh, Steve okay. did. So, um, he's, uh, I think he's going to do good. You know, I'm a big, um, Wyatt Wilkin fan. I think he is going to do good next year. Um, I think you'll see a lot of top fives out of him. Um, so he, he moved up to the class this year okay. from XE2. And, uh, but, yeah, that's kind of all I got bench racing for, for now when it comes to the GNCC, GNCC right. side of everything. Well, man, we covered a lot of crap in a, a decent amount of time. We covered FTR. We dove into some rules stuff. And honestly, we would love to sit down with some of the FTR people to go over yeah. stuff. Like, honestly, I, I, I'll come to the race, sit down. I'll bring my stuff. We'll sit down and we'll chit-chat. We'll drink a beer. We'll talk. We'll have hot dogs and hamburgers. Absolutely. I don't really care. I I love to. I love this stuff. I love the business side of it. I love the ethic side of it. I love all that part. Um, MJ as well. We will be off until after... The Punta Gorda round, mm-hmm. we will cover the Punta Gorda round. I will not be there on Saturday because I have to tow a float in a Christmas parade, but I will be there on Sunday to watch. Um, 
don't think I'm ready to race yet. I actually need to get some seat time before I race. But I'm actually going to start racing again just because Yay. just for <laughs> just for shits and giggles, I'm going to go out and start doing some stuff and uh um but we will be back after MJ's trip to the GNCC banquet to see what that's all about and we'll talk about kind of how they treat that that spectacle. Um mm-hmm. because it is cool that they actually still do a banquet. I think yeah. that's awesome. And get people up to West Virginia. And then we'll talk about the FTR. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, reach out to us. But this is this is episode 35.5. And um, we won't be doing one for a couple weeks. So we're not disappearing. We're just, there's nothing to talk about. No, there's, there's, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing to talk about. about. Um, and we're not, we just don't have guests that are just going to pop on. We're in the middle of nowhere. And uh, right now... I'm heading to Mini O's tomorrow morning to watch the mm-hmm. first round of Mini O's and uh, our first day of Mini O's and talk with uh, my pro supercross rider and meet with sponsors and other things. So all the jazzy things. All, all the all the business side, the minutia stuff. So, so unless you guys want to hear about that, which I doubt you do. <laughs> no, no, it's not that interesting. No, it's not that interesting. Uh, when you're getting up at three thirty in the morning to go do business, it's you know, yeah, it's cool, but. It's not going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day. But uh, for MJ Udonis, I am Trey Heath. This is Beyond the Curve MX Podcast. Goes off-road. Always sponsored by Michelle and Trey Real Estate, Century 21 at your service realty. We will see you in a couple weeks to talk about dirt and more dirt. Bye-bye. (laughs) 